0: But I think it comes down to, you know, your level of commitment and expertise. But Steve Jobs, even though he said that, created a company where it's like we're refining the detail to the detail to the detail, the detail, where we are experts. Um, And we can shift the status quo. But no,
1: I think this was a great way to kick off the very first (laughs) podcast. (laughs) of justin and chris
0: <laughs> this is the first collaboration of the heavy metal mon- uh, heavy metal money slash road to wealth series so yeah. let's uh let's count it in <laughs> everyone. Welcome back to the Road to Wealth podcast. It is great to hear from all of you and for you guys to tune in and listen to this next episode. I have the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Chris from Heavy Metal Money. Him and I are actually friends and go back a long time and recently have wanted the idea to start a podcast series and conversation around a variety of different topics. Um, And in today's topic, we talk through a lot of personal development slash self-improvement where we talk about failing better or failing forward. How do we take the concept of something so negative and create something that shows more abundance and uh, more learning that can come out of what we do on a day-to-day basis which we fail Um, and I'm certainly known to fail in a lot of things and we talk through a bunch of different struggles whether it be money or life and I want to thank Chris from Heavy Metal Money uh, coming on and you know really excited for you know these continuous talks that will be featured on the podcast and i encourage you to go ahead and check out his content at heavy as well as his youtube series and i'll put all that information in the show notes uh, we talk all again about a, a variety of different topics and also uh, things within the financial independence space so without further ado i'd like to introduce mr chris from heavy metal money For for those, you know, single and dozens of listeners <laughs> listening in, I have Chris from Heavy Metal Money, and we're just here talking about development, but mostly about how we fail better. And Chris, why don't you, you came up with this idea, and why, why don't you kind of give an intro of not only yourself, but kind of the topic at hand of where this podcast is going to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Um, And again, I I appreciate uh, the opportunity to to work with you. I think it's great that you know you and I. We we continually uh, we talk off and on, um, and it just seemed to fit perfectly. You know, really, it's it's talking about how you know we we need to we need to not be afraid to fail if we intend to grow. And I think that was one of the big things that you and I were talking about uh, a couple of weeks back. And I think there is so many of us that are afraid to take that next step and afraid to, um, you know, start a podcast, afraid to, uh, you know, apply for that job, afraid to just so many things. And um, it's interesting. And it's actually pretty timely, too. I know that um uh doc g which uh has a brand brand new book coming out um taking stock
0: the- taking stock everyone reserve yeah. a copy coming out this summer in august by jordan grummett so that's right for for, yep. uh, for doc g but yeah go ahead chris
1: yeah well you know he's he's been making the making the podcast circuit <laughs> uh promoting the book and i listened to a handful and it's really interesting because it does really align with when you get later on in life and when you're on your deathbed, let's say, you know, what what are those regrets? And, you know, so many of us, we are so afraid to to fail, to take that, that next step, regardless of what it is. Sometimes it's, you know, I didn't get a chance to, um, you know, learn guitar. I didn't get a chance to... Uh, hike this trail. I didn't get a chance to do any of these things, and I think we need to, I guess, just make sure people understand that it's okay to fail as long as we learn. Right? We're gonna fail forward. I know you mentioned that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where I really wanted to take these discussions: is you know, tips, tricks, our philosophy of how to how to fail better. And it truly grow as people, both you know personally, professionally. Um, that's kind of where I want this to go.
0: No, I, I love the premise, Chris, because you know to you want, what I, you know, I had the opportunity to talk to Doc G, you know, during um, you know his release and pre-release of book. And you know, one thing that I will quote um, from his book is this piece, and I'm sure you know. I think Jordan even credits it, but um, we are dying from the moment we are born.
1: Yeah, right.
0: And, you know, definitely encourage anyone listening to this to to read his book, because he takes a a different approach of financial independence and, you know, living life and earning a, a fulfilled life, but in the concept of him being a hospice doctor. And I think what you're saying, Chris, is time is the biggest asset that not only we can lose, but we're constantly, to use Jordan's term, dying. So that opportunity cost of is, is essentially attributed to fear. Like we're, we're, we're afraid to, you know, step in and do that budget or get, you know, learn guitar, as you mentioned, or, you know, wh- whatever it is, whatever goal we have, because, um, we never take in mind the time that's limited to us.
1: I, yeah. You, you know, one of? thing that I did, um, is I did, uh, a while back, I made myself a Momente more calendar which basically is a calendar with um, basically it's it's you're you're checking off boxes for every week that you're alive. Right. And I base that off of from when I was born to approximately when I, w- I will end. And I think I base that off of the life expense expectancy of both my mom and my dad and my grandma and grandpa, you know, that type of thing. So if I if I live till Again, I've had mine on like 89 years old. So I look at that calendar. I got it hanging in my dining room, like literally. And every Sunday, I put another X, right? Another week down. And so now I glance at that and I say, okay, I have basically half my life left. Okay, like a little less than half my life. So it, in a way, it, it helps put it in perspective that, you know, I, I have so much left to accomplish, I guess. Um, but also it is kind of, you know, you, I get a little anxious, right. A little anxious saying, Oh my gosh, I have just this much time left to get this, this, and this done. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's whether or not I, I want to finish writing a book. I want my, my blog to be more successful. I want to excel in my, my day job, my W-2 job. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see my kids, you know, have families of their own. Um, I want to be the best granddad I can be. I mean, all these things. And, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that, I don't know, I have time to do those things. And I, I guess I'm getting kind of off track here, but.
0: No, no, I think it's all relevant, Chris, because there is an element that, you know, a- as you mentioned, that perpetual calendar that you described. Did you feel as though your mortality just came into more realization for you? Like, oh my gosh, I have x amount of time. So I want to accomplish y and z.
1: Yes. And then also, um, you know, I guess I'm, I'm one, I'm one that I also try to not live in fear, right? I know that, again, so many people are afraid to fail. They're afraid to take that step. Um, and I was talking with a friend just this past weekend. And again, they were having, we we're having this discussion um, about kind of the next year, the next five years. And it was where I could see the hang up was, well, what if? So earlier in life, they had this uh, a, a situation happen. And it kind of framed how they behave and now it's been 20 years later, and they still live by this, well, what if this happens again? What if? Yeah. And I think like that, those two words, what if, yeah, to me, it's always like, yeah, but what if it doesn't, Mm -hmm. right? Like you don't wanna limit yourself. So I, I think that to your point, yes, but also it's almost like, I feel like I gotta beat the clock, because I have no idea if a semi truck slams into me next week. I have no idea if I get diagnosed with stage four cancer next month. I have, I mean, there's all these things that you don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's almost like it, it makes me want to, you know, just work harder, work faster. And I don't want to, I guess, you know, people often often say, right, you don't want to forget to live the life that you have <laughs> Yeah. because you're always looking in the future. I don't know.
0: There, there's an element of everyone likes to play defense because they don't want to be able to, you know, um, what is, what's the Mike Tyson phrase? Everyone has a plan until they're punched in the face.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Um, but to your point is just those that live in that fallacy of like, I'm, gonna wait for X moment in order to do this or I you know I haven't built enough you know credibility or experience in order to apply for that job or you know i I haven't saved enough to invest in a Roth IRA because I have XYZ like I'm gonna wait till I hit X milestone. but there's many people that just don't have the courage to to step into it because they're afraid of not doing it correctly or not succeeding. There is this limiting belief that they'll place on themselves either due to perfectionism, comparison. They just don't have the courage to fail. And I think where Chris and I are, are, you know, we want our listeners to, to leave this episode of like failing, fail forward. Like if you're going to fail, you know, move forward while, while you're doing it, you learn from experience, you fail again, you move forward. Many of the people that you may idolize or hold in high regard, they, they have probably failed in some capacity. I Absolutely. guess my I guess my question is like when when you're in the downest parts of your of your life like what are different elements Chris that you leverage or utilize in order to either pick yourself back up or just put things in perspective for yourself.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's it is that where um you know you and I have talked a lot about um as I uh you know started writing on heavy metal money on the blog. And then I I did in 2021, slowly launch the, the YouTube channel. And you and I talked for months before it happened because I was one, you know, basically suffering from why would people listen to me about personal finance, right? Why would they listen to me about, you know, ways that I save money or how like my investment strategy, why would people listen to me? Then it was also like, well, I want to do the podcast or I want to do the, the YouTube channel when it's perfect, right? I want to make sure I have the best transitions. I want to set up my studio. I want to make sure the lighting is just perfect. I want to like all these things that I was creating excuses for myself, right? That were really, you know, I just needed to do it. I just needed to do it. Yeah. And it does. I don't want to say, well, it does get easier. It does. Right. I mean, seeing yourself, it goes the same. Like when you first started podcasting, right. I mean, you were the same way, right. When you first start doing it and you're, you're editing and you're listening to your own voice and you're like, Oh, it's horrible. Right. It was again, the same thing um, on the YouTube channel. And it was like, I couldn't stand doing it. I couldn't stand looking at myself, but you know what? You just start doing it. It's content. And now you're, you know, 18 episodes in. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, you know, those things where I want to say it's not necessarily comparing, right? I know it's really hard to to not compare yourself to others. But I think it's it's the inspiration of wh- where it could go. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's, it's listening to the other people that we look up to, listening to other podcasts, listening to audiobooks. Um, watching other YouTube content creators and, you know, basically being able to, um, you know, be inspired by what they have created and want to do your own. Right. I think that was really kind of the the biggest, uh, I don't want to say motivator, but the really, the thing that that made me on those days where I didn't really want to do it, I did it anyway.
0: Yeah. We've talked a lot to Chris about, either habits or, you know, just routine of getting in the deep work of what you do. And sometimes you have a, not, I don't say a failure, but you have a moment of, you know, kind of self-reflection, like, am I doing this right? Or, you know, you you get back into the rhythm of things. It, It does go back into the habits that you have to, it has to be a habit that you, that's enjoyable, right? It has to be something that not only gives you some form of dopamine hit, but just some element of I'm progressing for some element of progress, um, and there will be a lot of turns, left, right, U-turns, and back, back and forth in order to to get to your destination. But you know, we've always talked about the journey as a reward, right? It's it's falling in love in the process of it. Um, was there a time I mean, you mentioned the YouTube piece, but outside of money, um, where there are times where you you, you had an element of fear um, and it almost prevented you from not doing it. But, you know, what convinced you otherwise?
1: Yeah, I think that it was, um, you know, some of, the, some of the, the biggest thing was when I started to um, first getting to uh, real estate investing. I think that it was, it was very um, overwhelming to begin with right? It was where you were, you know, everyone kind of gets into that. I shouldn't say everyone, but like a lot of people get into that analysis paralysis type of situation. And it was where I did probably close to a year and a half, right? in 18 months or more of education, right? It was reading books. I mean, dozens of books. It was listening to podcasts. It was, you know, talking with others that were, you know, investing in real estate, excuse me. It was talking with, um, you know, I talked with uh, a lender. I talked with a real estate agent. I talked to, um, I went to, uh, I'm, I'm based here in Minnesota. I went to, you know, um, some meetup groups like there's um, a Minnesota Investors Association. And I would go there just to at least be around those people and listen to questions they ask, listen to what they're talking about. It was really scary when you were going to make that very first offer on your first investment property. Like I remember feeling anxious, almost sick to your stomach to where this is like, this is a contract, right? I mean, if I pull out, right, I might, I'm going to lose this $5,000 in earnest money or whatever. Right. So this is the real thing and that's where, yeah, you were, I was crippled by fear, but it was, again, I think it was, I think it was just kind of really looking at the long-term goal, looking at where am I gonna be in 10, 15, 20 years? And, you know, going back in your mind and like kind of revisiting the books you've read, like, you know, the ABCs of real estate investing, you know, even back to like rich dad, poor dad, where it Mm -hmm. almost kind of all started for me. You know, I go back and you start to kind of, kind of repeat some of that stuff in my mind saying, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And, and that was, I mean, again, you know, we talk about failing, um, man, did I, I have, I have some real estate deals that I absolutely failed hard. And, uh, we can maybe go that in a separate episode, yeah, gonna... but, but yes, I absolutely have ones that I learned. I learned lessons, big lessons.
0: Yeah. There, I was recently watching one of my favorite movies, Chris, is uh, the movie rounders with Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's a, for those that never watched the movie, it was, you know, probably late nineties, early two thousands. It was about Matt Damon as a, as a poker player and one of the lines and especially if you do play poker or or gamble in, in in that type of sport is that many poker players remember they'll never remember their big wins at all but they will viscerally remember every bad loss that they've incurred because mm. those those feelings are a lot more potent that even the highest of highs that you may experience whether it be a you know winning a tournament or winning a real estate deal. Um, because Chris, how many properties do you, are you managing right now? 11, 11 properties. Yep. And I'm pretty sure you remember, you remember in vivid detail, a real estate deal that went, that turned left and you know, every <laughs> yes. single aspect of that deal.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's interesting. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, I, I think, and it's, it's interesting why our brain, I mean, is, is that just human nature? Right, that we're always going to remember those versus, you know, those those lows, right? Those ones that went south quickly, versus the ones that went awesome.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. In in a lot of ways, that's why you know past relationships, like you probably remember your your first breakup or (laughs) some some bad moment. Um, And even though you you probably remember you know some of the joyous times, you know, early on in your dating life. You know you'll always remember that first heartbreak, right and I, I think that's just the some I don't want to call it trauma because I feel that's a little too intense, but I think that's why people are afraid to take risks because they don't want to feel that negative potency again they don't want to they don't want to jump in and and, and dive into the deep end and really commit themselves to the process or to to a goal because they either don't want to be hurt at the end or they don't want to look foolish um i i'm wondering just because you know especially in in today's culture right chris between social media i mean you and i as personalities with our own respective blogs and podcasts and and content that we're putting out there there's a little bit of comparison just because we want to be able to put the best content where we'll get the clicks and and feedback but there are times that i'll self-admit that i am so foolish or scared or imposter syndrome whatever adjective you want to throw it prevents me from, from stepping forward. You know, i, I, I I'm curious your comments there or, you know, things that you, know, you, you do on your side.
1: Yeah. I think that there is a lot less, I think, I think that's, that's why I don't, I'm not more consistent with social, with social media. I think that I'm not as consistent as I should um, because of the fear of, am I going to word that? incorrectly, am I going to, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know, is this going to get enough likes? Is this going to, is somebody going to share this is, you know, I, I'm so caught up and wound up into, is it again, it, it's the fear. It's the fear of, you know, failure. You're going to fail with that interaction, which is silly. Cause it's just a freaking tweet. Like who cares, but in all honesty, like some of those things, you know, it, at least like on some of the platforms, right? Like Instagram Reels or, or TikTok, it can take one that can truly help um, really elevate a, a profile or, um, yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I think that, yes, when it comes to social media, um, I'm not as active as I should be because of the fear of um, failing and not being, as as you know in i guess to influence others like some of the others are like i said there's so many great people out there that i follow and that i read their their uh their tweets and their stories and it's just inspiring on on what they've accomplished
0: yeah it 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 just shows chris that we're all human um i think the difficulty is like sometimes we conflate a little too much of our aspirations of what we want—we want the result—and it, our perfectionism, or our our fear, or just overall whatever limiting belief is put in front of us is preventing us from even taking that next step. And you know, the, you know, the, again, the theme from this episode is how do we f- fail forward? How do we, you know, fail better? Um, there is this element where. You know, in order to find some fulfillment for your life and, and, and maintain some progress, it's very cliche to say, but we have to live our own life and not some someone else's version of it.
1: Right. Yeah, because I, I mean, there are, and again, there's, there's also times when, you know, I've, I've published a new article, um, you know, shared it on all my socials, and I ask for, you know, engagement from followers and there are times when i get zero right Mm -hmm. and so then you start to question okay so am i not creating relevant content am i not publishing it timely am i is it my narrative do i need to write better do i need to like what What's the trick? like what's the what's the discipline I need to adopt to make engaging content? Um, you know, but then I'll also then post some that can get you know dozen. so it it's interesting and I think when it comes to to social and the fear, maybe that's why. you know, maybe that's why, again, I'm not as active as as I should be because Knowing that sometimes you do and you're wondering, are you sure I should be doing this? Like, is this what I should be spending my time doing? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely times of self-doubt for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I'm not trying to say like, hey, pity p- party for Chris. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it is. And um, yeah, I mean, how about you? I mean, do you... You know what? What are your thoughts on? I guess, like you said, you're you're only human. But are those times that fear has really held you back from making that next step?
0: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know, there for for those that do support the podcast, you know, whether it be friends or family, you know, they're like, oh, you gotta take it further. You gotta, you know, promote it. You gotta do YouTube. You gotta do TikTok. You gotta do this, and you know, I have to allow myself to find that balance for myself and recognize the the bandwidth and limitations. Cause you know, the podcast for, for, for me right now is, you know, it is a hundred percent of my time, you know, of my time that I I put my energy and effort, but I also question of like, if I start going in other avenues, I feel like I'm, I'm losing the, the, not necessarily the passion, but the, the, the complete effort, right. To put into there. So there are there are 100% moments of, of fear um, to try something new or to try a different format. Or, I mean, shit, Chris, like reaching out to a certain guest, right. And it, it there's times where, you know, like, I've had some amazing guests on, on this podcast. And, you know, I'll have side messages like, Oh, my God, I can't believe you got that person. And, you know, it, it's hard for me to realize it, because it's just like, you know, I think there, there is an element of like, that that validates the growth. But there are times where I'm just like, well, you know, I I almost discount it because it's like, oh, well, it didn't reach this level. Like, I'll compare it to like, well, it's not a Dave Ramsey syndication. It's not, a, you know, (laughs) a Money Guys um, syndication. Um, You taught me a lot, Chris, about, you know, giving myself permission for things, right? Give yourself permission to just marinate, enjoy the process of things um, and take a win as a win. And I, I feel, you know, in order for me to have some c- consolation is knowing that, you know, it's a great product of work. It's, it's my work and I can stand by it. And I think um, I need to remind myself of that because in the moment, absolutely. It's just like, oh, well, you know, it could have been better. And it's just like, you know, you put so much criticism on yourself that you know, it's hard.
1: It is it, it is. and I, I think that it's um, you know I, I think it's a combination of you know, really kind of building up the um, the motivation to, to do it and get past the fear, but it's also those, like you said, the 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 followers, the friends, the family, the the supporters that do lift you up and to um, to really help you, help you do your best. Right. And so, um, well, I need to be, you know, focused on, you know, I want to be better than myself last time. Right. When it comes to comparing to others. Right. Right. But also it's, you know, I, I, it's also a little bit of like, I don't want to let, I don't want to let people down. Hmm. Right. Like I want to, I want to make others proud and maybe that's, the, the wrong way of looking at it but that's kind of where that's kind of what I feel like in the back of my mind now when I'm creating content which is
0: I don't know do you feel like you're constructing your own version of success through others
1: uh, maybe a little yeah yeah you know what? It's interesting. I was at dinner with my daughter tonight. She's twenty. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because she, I think she forgot who she was talking to for a minute because she was talking about how on her TikTok, her and all of her friends, right? They're talking about how what's wrong with what's wrong with society is. <laughs> Literally, what's wrong with society is all these middle-aged, bald, white guys with podcasts. <laughs> and I said, I said, what now? And she says, yeah, because like, what are you talking about? And why do people want to listen? And it was pretty funny. I don't know. I don't know why that just came to my head. but So
0: I, I don't want to peel on that onion you know, too much, Chris, but I guess one, how did you respond?
1: I just, that's exactly right. I said, I said, what, I said, are you, are you hating on me right now? She goes, well, no, not
0: not you. Not you. (laughs) Uh, But it was pretty good. You know, but speaking of children, as a fellow father, you know, it's one thing I I came with an epiphany, you know, regarding this whole failed, but, you know, fail better, fail forward. As a young parent, um, and you, you obviously experienced this, you know, with, with your children, When they're, when, when you have young kids or just children in general, if you're a teacher, if you, you know, if you have kids, you know, kids in your life, if you're an aunt or uncle and you see your nephews or nieces, they are unbridled and have no shame. They jump into anything and everything. Yet us as parents, we're like, oh no, don't do that. Don't jump, you know, don't go in the deep end. We put these boundaries. Um, and I, I come to the epiphany that we do not as adults do not adopt the same curiosity as our children or as we were when we were younger.
1: 100%.
0: Tell me more about that. Tell me what you, what you think of
1: that. You know, I, I I did this exercise. um, I did this exercise a while back. Uh, You may recall uh, something similar where it was a work function and we were given, some materials we were giving we were given scotch tape string and a bunch of uncooked spaghetti you know where i'm going with this <laughs> so we had to make we had to make a tower on the table as ho- as high as we could make with uncooked spaghetti tape and string i think that's what we had right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and but the interesting thing so this, this exercise, what was interesting was that then looking at the psychological study of that exact same exercise, they had a group of, you know, executives, um, you know, leaders, middle management, um, all these professionals doing this exercise, and then they had a group of kindergartners do the exercise. And it's the kids that could make these amazing structures because you know what? They weren't afraid to fail. They just did it. And if you compare, like if you put a hidden camera in the room and you're watching these adults, they're sitting there scratching their head, analyzing everything before they even try step one. We're not, I'm not saying never to plan. That's not what I'm saying, but in this particular case, I just think it's so crazy because they weren't afraid to fail. That's how they were able to succeed. I mean, they would try this and it would fall down. Then they would try this, and they learned every single time it fell down. Oh, it was just brilliant. I love that exercise.
0: And it's funny that you know if you're listening to this and you're probably thinking about you know one activity or hobby or whatever you're trying to create, you're putting all this analysis paralysis and preventing you from taking that first step. Yet we have children that are unbridled and have the curiosity and the ability to fail. And they're like, Oh, I'll just start over again. That's why the proverbial teaching your kid how to ride a bike and they're going to fall, you know, nine times, but on that 10th time, they'll figure it out. But those first nine times they're determined to get it because they, they want to be able to ride. We have to, reset ourselves to recognize that whatever our goal is, whatever the, the hobby or the, you know, maybe it's the courage to ask someone out, whatever it is. It's just like, it's worth the try, but keep in mind, you're not, there's not going to be humiliation at the end of the day. It's just going to be an, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I was going to say the reason why, the reason why, cause you just mentioned that dude, I did that. So this is again, unfiltered, totally. Yeah. Um, I closed on another property last week and yeah, my 11th. Yep. Um, And uh, afterwards, so someone that works in the office I had, so I've worked with her several times before. And this time again, she comes in and, you know, gets me settled takes my license to make a photocopy, like all the stuff you typically do in a closing. And we're talking small chat, blah, 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 small talk, whatever. And then I leave the office after the closing. And I'm like, you know what? I called the number and hit, hit the number, went right to her desk. She picks up the phone and she was like, yeah, what, what can I do? What, what can I help you with? And I said, you know, I was just actually gonna ask if you wanted to get a cup of coffee with me later. And that was one of the first times, again, you're you're gonna miss every shot you don't take.
0: So, inquiring minds wanna know, did you have a guest at your coffee? With your, with your uh, coffee?
1: No, she said that she was flattered, but she's already seeing someone, so. <laughs> So then, then it gets really awkward. Cause you're like, uh, now what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, I'll see you at the next closing click.
0: But, you know, of course you're a gentleman, you know, it's not something you press, but you're right. You you wouldn't have known that. And, you know, you were running off a lot of positive motivation and, and, and good progress going forward. So again, it's, Going back to this this aspect of, you know, how do we, you know, fail better, at, mm-hmm. w- you're right. We, we miss all the shots we don't take. Yet there's several opportunities in life where we we don't jump into what we want to do because of a limiting belief or some element that w- we're, we're causing too much stress in our mind or in our psyche to not do something.
1: You You think you have like a regret. I mean, I guess maybe not regret is the right word. Cause sometimes, you know, you can have no regrets, but I mean, you know, cause your path of life led you to where you are today with your current family and your current job and all that stuff. But, and I think that all of the, you know, either missteps along the way have built the person that you are and, and the situation where you are. But can you think of a time or a place or a decision that was made that, you know, I mean, it it could have gone this way and then things would have turned out different.
0: Yeah. I've, I've, I wouldn't frame it as regret, but it's always the what if, right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we recently, you know, Chris and I have been talking about, you know, relocation and, you know, that there's always those what ifs, you know, there's, you know, a few places in mind that I've, you know, either professionally or socially wanted to, to look at. Um, but circumstances have changed. Like, you know, I, there, I was a different person 10 years ago when I thought of making this, that decision, I was a different person four years ago. And you know, th- there was a recent, um, relationship, a story that I'm going to share where, um, talking about regret and it was a husband and wife. And, you know, the husband was, you know, a stereotypical workaholic, built this lavish lifestyle for, you know, them and their family, but it came at a cost of not being there. And the wife held on to a lot of this resentment throughout a number of years. And the husband had to like really marinate and sit down and say, you're right, but you, you, And it was something along the lines of you can't hold on to the person I was 10 years ago, or even five years ago. I am a different person. Yes, I've evolved from that, but I'm, you know, you can't be judging the person I am now for that. Yes, I'm trying to improve, but you're getting mad at the wrong person. You're getting mad at the person 10 years ago. And I thought that was fairly profound because it just shows that yes, they went through a lot of shit together, but you know, the circumstance of who you are today, you have to allow yourself to like navigate through that and then make your decisions from there. Um, so to answer in a very long way of answering questions, I don't think I have any regrets per se, but there are some what ifs. I think everyone is us as humans, right? Um, should I have taken that job? Should I have dated that person? Should I have, you know, um, bought Dogecoin back in, 2019, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever the circumstances are, um, but it just shows that you know these are these are the moments. It's, it's either you do or you don't. I mean, how many people? I mean, jokingly, we've talked about GameStop and all the meme stocks, and you know, this is a money personal finance podcast. But I'm sure you know those listening are just like, well, oh, I should have made that investment. I should have bought that real estate property. Um, but you can't live in the past. Yeah, and. You know, I think there is this realization that opportunity is now and you have to operate given the cards that you're dealt today.
1: Yep. No, I like that. Do you think that, do you think that, I guess I'm trying to think of the reason people are afraid to fail or afraid to try is more so that they want it, you know, it's perfectionism, right? They want it to be, they want it to be perfect or is it, I mean, cause I, I talk to people too where they're like, well, I could never do that. Right. Like they have that fixed mindset where it's like, that's not what I do. Right. And like, so like before they even try it where they could be amazing at it, but they don't even let themselves try. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm just, I'm trying to, again, you know, we, we say, you and I say, men. you know, a lot of times that truly is where you grow is when you get out of your comfort zone. I mean, it's really easy to live in that comfort zone, <laughs> but you, we do need to uh, take chances and push ourselves. But you know, and sometimes you can, you can try that thing and maybe it isn't right. Maybe it's not right for you. Yeah. You know? And that's okay. But you at least tried and if you did quote fail, well, that's okay. Try something else, you know?
0: And you just adapt and move forward. I think, you know, progress is better than no progress. Though know, even if you've you know, taken a stumble, you know, in that previous step and you're right. There, there, there is an element of there is a comfortability, and I think that's kind of the reality I was facing. I was kind of co- confiding in Chris of you know I, I'm at a s- stage where things things are comfortable, you know, lifestyle. We're in a flow state, if you will. Yeah. But there has to be some disruption some sometimes, whether it be positive or negative, in order for you to put things in perspective of where you where you are going to be in the next three to five years, and us as um, Self development, you know, acolytes, if you will. Um, that's something we thrive on all the time. Is you know where we're going to be in the next three to five years? Um, and I'll tell you transparently, Chris. And I know you have this thought here. Sorry, if I yeah. interrupt. Just, um, because I'm in this flow state or this comfortable stage, mm-hmm. I'm ready to to shake things up and figure out something, you know, something else for for our life. But go ahead. <laughs>
1: That's great. No, I, I I like that.
0: That is it for part one of our conversation with Chris at Heavy Metal Money. Look out for more episodes in the future. Take care, y'all.